This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Star Wars, the one with the little wizard boy. Welcome to Rogue One Radio, your source for sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. And now, from the remnants of Jetta City, it's Rogue One Radio. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Hey folks, welcome to Rogue One Radio. We are on uh, video now. We're trying this one out uh, for the first time. Uh, This is episode number 28. Yes, 28. Yes, yeah. Um, So, of course, me here, uh, Steve, with uh, Charlie. And uh, we're going to see how this video thing goes. Uh, We've got our new segment coming up. Uh, We have our top five list coming up toward the end of the show. And then, of course, we have our recap of The Mandalorian Chapter 14, uh, The Tragedy. Um, so what's been going on in your neck of the woods? Oh, work, work, and more work, really. Um, I haven't quite felt 100% this past week, so i just kind of been taking it easy. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, like today I had uh, a project that was due in two weeks, and then they called me and said, uh, you know what, hey, uh, something came up, we need to change that, we need it by the end of the day, and I still had several hours of work on uh, on it, but you know, I skipped lunch, worked straight through, and finally got it in. Uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, I got it in on time. Hopefully, it's under budget, and uh, they'll be happy and keep me around. But yeah, haven't do, haven't but didn't uh, not much reading uh, time. Uh, you know, not much uh, video game time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, just uh, keeping it low and uh, trying to take in as much Star Wars as I can. Absolutely. Uh, so, have you have you been able to finish your um, audiobook listening of Aftermath? I have not. Not yet. No, not finished. Okay. Uh, with, normally on a nice peaceful day, uh, I can, uh, do that. But, uh, as you could see, uh, in fact, I posted on Twitter that, uh, I was listening to some Avenge Sevenfold to mm-hmm. get me motivated and, and hyped up in order to, uh, meet this new deadline. So. Great. Um, so I, I've been doing a little bit of reading. Um, well, I say reading, I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks uh, lately. Um, I, I don't remember what I read last time we met. Um, um, I started Inferno Squad. 
Yeah, it was whatever you had. Uh, man, no, you had you. Yeah, because you just finished Inferno Squad, right? Okay, so yeah, I finished Inferno Squad. Uh, I also finished uh, Thrawn Alliances recently. Mm. I just finished that one a few days ago. Uh, and then I started listening to the audiobook of Resistance Reborn. Uh, over the past weekend, I actually rewatched both The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so I, I just kind of wanted to get the um, in between stuff there. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started listening to uh, Res Resistance Reborn, and I think I'm probably about three quarters of the way done. Uh, but in addition, I am also still reading uh, from a certain point of view, Empire Strikes Back. And I'm probably a little over halfway done with that. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, as far as video games, um, let's see. I was playing Assassin's Creed 2, uh, mm -hmm. but I ended up uh, a, a few weeks ago, I had downloaded. Uh, Watch Dogs too. So I actually yes. started that last night. So I've been playing Watch Dogs too, and uh, I'm liking that. So I was going to say, what do, what do you think of the difference? Because there was quite a big difference between Watch Dogs one and two. Yeah, Watch Dogs two. Watch Dogs two is a little less wonky uh, as far as the gameplay goes. Um, the the driving is actually a little bit easier than it was in Watch Dogs 1. Um, but I haven't gotten terribly far into it. Um, I, I actually I started with the main story, um, and then I got sidetracked and started doing a bunch of the side missions. So I haven't got really far into that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm liking that game so far. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was that was my week. Um, now, as far as before we jump into anything else, I wanted to uh, let people know where they can find us on the old social medias. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to find us on Twitter or uh, Instagram, you just go to Rogue numeral one radio is right here in the video and um also rogue number one radio uh is where you can find us on um facebook as well so we've got our news segment coming up but we are going to first jump into our first music um segment and we've never done this before with the video, so we're going to hope that this goes well. Uh, this is a song by a gentleman by the name of Nathan Gray. He put out an album back in uh, January called Working Title. And this is a song from that album, and it's called In My Defense. So let's see how this works. I've got a brand new direction. 
Uh, sorry about that, folks. Actually, I uh, I didn't share it properly, so uh, I'm going to try that again. <laughs> um, give me just a second here and technical difficulties and whatnot. <laughs> I found a brand new direction. Nathan Gray with In My Defense from his most recent uh, full-length album, Working Title. Hope you enjoyed that one. Uh, but we're back here on Rogue One Radio. We're episode 28. And we are going to go through our little news segment now. 
Uh, yes, indeed. Yeah. So um, let's go ahead and get things started off. If you want to start us off there. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, it was kind of crazy because at first this week we thought, man, this is a slow news week. And uh, as we started pulling things together, they just started just like, well, here's that. Oh, wow. Here's this. And uh, next thing you know, we got a whole page full of news. So leading off tonight, we have uh, some news on uh, Gotham Knights. Uh, Gotham Knights is a game that is uh, being developed by WB Games Montreal. Uh, it's scheduled for a release in 2021 on the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, uh, Xbox Series X, the S, Xbox One, and PC. Um, this seems to be uh, in the vein of... Um, uh, I'm thinking it looks a lot like the Mortal Kombat... Uh, series that they did or the injustice series um but uh that it is going to be like a fully open world so you're going to get those type of characters and that type of action into a fully open world of gotham and that just absolutely looks amazing uh yeah. i really love the sound of it uh the characters that they um uh, had mentioned uh well, you know, uh, the Red Hood, the Nightwing, uh, Batgirl, uh, you know, the other things of Robin, Mr. Freeze, uh, the Court of Owls, uh, it all look to be uh, like playable characters in this. Yeah. And yeah, I'm so excited for this game. Uh, I love some DC fighting games. Uh, yeah. And with it being open world, oh man. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so next up, we actually have a confirmation um, that Haley Steinfeld is going to be playing uh, Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Um, this series is currently filming. Uh, last we checked, at least according to um, ComingSoon.net, they are recording or, or shooting rather in Brooklyn. Uh, and as, of course, you know, Clinton uh, Barton, uh, played by Jeremy Renner, uh, is the main character. And then uh, we'll have Kate Bishop from the comics. So that's looking really, uh, really exciting. This is one of the uh, one of the Marvel shows for Disney Plus that I'm really looking forward to seeing. I really like uh, the Hawkeye character. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely, uh, man, it just makes me wonder how long Hawkeye is going to be around uh, for this Disney Plus series. Is this going to be, you know, is he going to just, you know, be in the just the first season? They'll hand the reins off uh, mm. or what? Uh, I know that uh, at least in the movies, he even contemplates retiring several times to yeah. be with his family. Uh, and, you know, it, so... Man, but they got a great person to. Uh, I think she would fit that part very well. So excited for this! Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's not the only uh, Marvel news that we've got coming. Oh man, no, it's not. Uh, and I just saw this today. I'm not sure if it was uh, posted on there uh, previously, 
but I think this is uh, fairly uh, fairly recent news as of at least this morning, according to Variety, uh, that Alfred Molina is going to reprise his role as Doc Ock in the next Spider-Man 3 movie. And wow, the, the, one of the main redeeming qualities of Spider-Man 2 uh, with um, oh, uh, the Toby Sam Maguire. Raimi series. Yeah, yeah Toby Maguire was uh, Alfred Molina's uh, portrayal of Doc Ock. Uh, so I'm excited to see how they're going to bring him in. Uh, uh, and yeah, uh, what do you think about that one? Man, I, I have to say that um, I think that two was probably, well, number two was definitely worlds better than number three. Uh, mm. A lot of that, I think, had to do with the Dr. Octopus character. Uh, because as far as Spider-Man villains go, he is probably pretty high up there, if not one at least two or three mm -hmm. for favorite Spider-Man villains. So it'll be right. good to see. I'd be interested to see how they're going to incorporate this into the, uh, the current uh, iteration of Spider-Man. Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting because they're getting uh, Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man two with the Tobey Maguire and they also have uh, Electro uh, being played by Jamie Foxx, who is the, in the Andrew Garfield uh, yeah. iteration of Spider-Man. Uh, in fact, that was even in Spider-Man 2. So, um, yeah. you know, it, so yeah, it's going to be re really cool to see how they're going to do this. Maybe they'll pull, pull into the Spider-Verse and uh, you, you might even see some Miles Morales in there. So who knows? Possibility. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so next piece of news, one of the most popular role-playing Star Wars games out there um, is going to be getting a re-release uh, on mobile. That hmm. game is Knights of the Old Republic. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Knights of the Old Republic to the Sith Lords. Uh, so, you know, you'll be able to play the, uh, the game on your iPhone, your Android, your iPad, any, any of those uh, type of devices. And uh, the storyline is the same. Uh, it's just been kind of optimized for uh, being able to play on mobile devices. Um, interestingly enough, I, I did play Knights of the Old Republic 1. I never actually played Knights of the Old Republic 2. I never got around to playing that. Um, and up until now, I haven't really had an opportunity because I did not have a console that would work for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've got an iPad and an iPhone, so now I can play it. Awesome. Yeah, I, I remember playing it uh, many, many years ago. Uh, in fact, I believe it was uh, made available on the Xbox Gamer Pass um, with uh, you, so you could get one and two. Uh, and oh, nice. I did make it through the first one, uh, but of course, life got in the way, and I never went back and played the second one. Of but <laughs> you know, uh, 
But yeah, that's going to be awesome because it was a great game. I loved the storyline to it. It was uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely amazing. Cool. But, um, so we've got some more Star Wars news. Oh man, um, th- and this one is uh, kind of special. Uh, you know, uh, possibly due to some uh, future events, which I won't go into too much detail yet. But uh, Lucasfilm has announced the next novel uh, for adults in the High Republic series. Its title is The Rising Storm, and it's written by Kevin Scott. Uh, Kevin Scott has uh, written a lot of uh, Star Wars uh, media, whether it be comics or uh, novels such as Dooku or some... Uh, some of the Jedi adventure books. Uh, so he, he's not a stranger to, uh, to our universe. Uh, and man, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I, I love his writing style. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and that's going to be released on July 6th of 2021. That's going to be, that's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this new era that they're going to be exploring. Um, course the first novel comes out on january 5th uh or wait a minute is that right yes okay and that's uh the charles soul uh light of the Mm -hmm. jedi um and then also uh justina ireland's young adult novel a test of courage uh and then the the high republic comic book series um so which, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that also written by Mr. Scott? Um, I believe they've, uh, I think there's a few of them that are included in that. I believe he's doing at least one, and I think other people are doing some as well. Okay, okay, I thought that was, gotcha, I thought that was uh, just him doing that one. Um, he is at least writing the uh, the first one, mm-hmm. um, at least the first issue. We know that, uh, and possibly the second. Um, at least as far as the the main um, comic book series goes, there's there's going to be some other ones, but yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be the the main one. He'll be starting off uh, another piece of. Star Wars news that we've got is regarding a, uh, a Disney Plus series based on, and we've talked about this before on the show, uh, but the series based on the uh, character Cassian Andor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, for one, of course, really looking forward to that. Uh, Diego Luna is coming back. Uh, but the news regarding said Cassian Andor series uh, is that it has begun filming. The principal photography has begun. Um, so it, it was it was delayed quite a bit because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do know that it started uh, filming. Uh, obviously, we know it's a prequel to Rogue One. Um, it is a miniseries. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know a few things about it. We know that uh, Alan Tudyk is going to be returning as K2SO. 
Yes. And we, we've got a brief um, list of actors that are coming, uh, but not who they are in the show. And we do not, as of yet, have a premiere date. Uh, but we do know that it's filming, and I am very excited about this show. <laughs> mm, yes, absolutely. So some more news that we have in the Star Wars universe uh, is that we could be getting some very interesting news uh, this coming Thursday, which is the 10th of December. Right. And um, I'm trying to remember where. Uh, oh, uh, this is on uh, Star Wars Newsnet. Yes. Uh, and they were talking about the uh, that they could announce possibly the lineup of movies and Disney Plus series uh, that could be coming out this Thursday. Uh, you know, there's so much uh, talk about, uh, you know, possible future movies uh, that. Uh, that were, you know, uh, Benny off and Weiss were supposed to do some, uh, Ryan Johnson was, uh, supposed to get another trilogy, uh, possibly, um, and that, uh, you know, they, you know, directors have been shifted around. Uh, could we possibly get news that, you know, makes solo two happen? Let's hope. Hmm. Uh, but, great. uh, you know, and then of course the, you know, the Disney plus, uh, side of things with, you know, we just heard about the Cassie and Andor series and the Kenobi series and, uh, you know, Mandalorian's already in pre-production for season three. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're also doing the, uh, uh, some of the other uh, series that they could do in uh, Bad Batch and, and whatnot. So our plate is full as Star Wars fans and man, I cannot wait to feast. Yes. It is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. There's so much content coming. Um, yes. And speaking of new Star Wars content, uh, this is could be part of the announcement that they make uh, on the 10th, uh, mm -hmm. if that happens, is that um, we might be getting an animated series based on the High Republic. Mm. Uh, so the reports coming from the Illuminerdi uh, are saying that the uh, the High Republic era will be captured in uh, in an animated fashion. So uh, if you are looking forward to all things High Republic, uh, this is definitely up your alley. And um, I don't know about you, Charlie, but I am uh, definitely. Uh, on the High Republic bandwagon and ready for this. Absolutely. I mean, it's a corner of the universe that we haven't explored before. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a, uh, a show not too long ago about like the Star Wars timeline. Uh, and there, there was n little to no information of what happened then. It, I mean, everything started right at around Phantom Menace and, now we're starting to, you know, draw back that veil and catch a glimpse of uh, of this amazing universe uh, and uh, its past. And then hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of its future as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to seeing more about that. Um, so um, 
I think that's it. I think that's all our news yeah. for uh, for today. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's play so, another song. Yeah, let's play another song. We've got uh, we've got our Mandalorian recap coming up, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and play another song. Uh, this one is by a band from Chicago. Um, they just put out an album in uh let's see when was this one put out this one's put out in february um i'm gonna butcher the title because it's in french and i don't speak french um but the uh, the title of the album is le few et le sable which if i am correct if google translate is correct uh, that is fuel and sand. Um, so the song we're going to play is King of Prussia by Airstream Futures. So here you go. I hope you enjoy. You're just skin and bones. And if you're sick of fans are putting on a show, no one knows you're on the throne. Hey! Oh, did I disrespect you? Man, I did not attend you. I never meant to. I'm sorry, not sorry, baby. Well, should I? Baby, I'm over it. I don't care what people say. I won't give you anything. Oh, did I disrespect you? But I did not attend you. I never meant to. I'm sorry. Oh, I don't think I know how sorry, not sorry. 
Right, that was King of Prussia by Airstream Futures. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Good band. I've got a. That's a really good album. If you uh, haven't had a chance to listen to that one, uh, definitely get out and check that one out. But it is now that time we are going to talk about episode, or rather, chapter fourteen of The Mandalorian. Mm. The tragedy. All right. Initial reactions. <laughs> uh, redeeming, I would say, it would be the first word that comes to mind. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, it was a very good episode. Uh, I, I kind of saw where it was heading. Uh, I just didn't think that they would get there as fast as they did. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, overall, a very good episode. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have uh, quite uh, quite the fond feelings of this, uh, of this episode mm. for, for various reasons. <laughs> um. So why don't we uh, go ahead and, and jump right in. Um, why don't you go ahead and, and do the uh, the plot synopsis for us? Oh, man, plot synopsis. Okay. Well, uh, what I thought was going to take a lot longer to do, uh, you know, the we see uh, Mando heading right off to, uh, to the planet, uh, Tython. And I thought that this would be something that we'd see at the last episode, but uh, they wasted no time. They, they jetted straight, straight away for it. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, he gets out there and uh, puts Grogu on the rock where he's supposed to go and, you know, tries to find that little magic button and, you know, can't quite, <laughs> can't quite figure it out. Walks around it a couple of times and, uh, you know, and sees a, uh, a ship land, uh, there, uh, not too far off in the distance. And when we see the ship land, such a blast of nostalgia. Oh man. And the slave one comes into view and uh, my, my immediate thoughts were, you know, it's, uh, you know, I used to have that uh, Slave One ship uh, back when, uh, I guess it was uh, Empire, uh, I think it was Empire came out that uh, they released that the first time. Uh, and man, I wore mine out and to see it back again in, in film was uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, so keep going. So we, uh, so we get. Uh, you know, uh, Grogu finally figures out, uh, how to turn on the device and, uh, uh, and Mando can't get to him, uh, because of this force field, uh, that is surrounding, uh, the child, uh, despite his best efforts to try to get him. So he goes off to take care of business himself. Uh, and as he makes his way down, uh, there it is, folks. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. With, with both that included. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. So he goes down and, uh, you know, and we see 
Boba, and then we see another mysterious character that we haven't seen since season one. Uh, and it's uh, Fennec Sand or Shand. Yeah. And somehow she has made it back. And we get uh, some iconic uh, dialogue uh, between uh, the characters. And then, of course, you know, the Imperials are hot on their heels uh, because of the unknown tracking device that is on the Razor Crest. Yeah. Uh, and so they start to cause some trouble. Uh, and, uh, you know, after a fairly lengthy, uh, battle sequence, you know, we see that, uh, the three, uh, anti-hero heroes, uh, come together and they go to, uh, go back to try to get the child. Uh, but the dark trooper, um, uh, Dark Troopers, I guess. Is, I was thinking droids, but, you know, uh, they're called into action. They managed to squander off uh, the uh, the child, and we see that he is in uh, the clutches of Moff Gideon. The child then has his way with a few of the stormtroopers, uh, and Gideon taunts him, and... Uh, they send off for uh, Dr. Pershing. Uh, so that is a brief synopsis of it. Uh, there are a few uh, big surprises and uh, that we see uh, that I'm sure we'll get to here just shortly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, going a little bit more in depth on our reactions. Um, first of all, I was a little surprised that we got to Tython so early in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I say so early in the season, we've only got two seasons now left, uh, but I really thought it was going to take place later, later in the season. Um, I, I'm glad that we got to see Tython. Um, I like, I like the, the uh, visual of it. Mm-hmm. I like how they portrayed it. Uh, now Tython um, my first re- uh, reference to Tython uh, was from the MMORPG uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it definitely has some nostalgic feel to it, uh, but it also is uh, makes a, a brief appearance in uh, the Dr. Aphra comic book series. Yes. Uh, I think we talked about last week. Um, and um, so I I wasn't sure how they were going to portray the planet, but I think the little bit of it we saw uh, was definitely was definitely good. I, I like mm-hmm. how it looks. Um, but moving on to the biggest surprise, um, I know you and I probably aren't don't see completely eye to eye on on this, but uh, one of my favorite characters in the universe uh, has always been Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, based on a conversation you and I had earlier, uh, yes, he did get knocked into the Sarlacc by a blind man. 
but that's Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Boba Fett's always been been a favorite of mine. And yeah. uh, a few episodes ago, you know, when he was on, uh, when Mando was on uh, Tatooine, and we got to see that that thirty second glimpse, or, or not even thirty second, uh, but that short glimpse of Boba. Uh, in the sands of Tatooine, I, mm-hmm. I was really excited about that, and and now we get him uh, in all his glory. We get to see the Boba Fett that we deserve. And and, and I agree with you. Um, yeah, I, I I still think it's funny that he got bested by a blind guy with a boat paddle, um, <laughs> but even before then he had the reputation. We just didn't get to see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was extremely feared in, in the galaxy. He was the number one bounty hunter. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to get to see any of that. Uh, my hope was maybe possibly in like solo two, uh, if they were, if they were to do that, then they could touch on, you know, the greatness, what made him so iconic and so great. Uh, but, the gr- the glimpse that we see of him now as an older man and the way he put it on, yes, it was stormtroopers, but the way that he just dealt out devastation yeah. with that gaffy stick. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and that's something else was, you know, we've heard of, you know, uh, Luke talk about the gaffy sticks, you know, in a new hope and, you know, but we don't really didn't know what they did or what they were. And then to see what a formidable weapon that it is with somebody that is trained with it, he decimated those troopers. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I was, I was very happy to see that. Uh, I, I still think uh, regardless of whether or not, uh, you know, Boba deserves the, uh, you know, the fame that he has uh, just uh, when you, when I saw slave one come across the screen uh, and I knew it was coming, I immediately transported back to childhood and was like, all right, now we're in for it. Let's see. Let's see what we're going to uh, get now. And man, uh, you know, Favreau and Filoni did not disappoint. Yeah. When, when that, you know, the first couple of minutes into the episode uh, and that slave one showed up, I, I stood up in my seat. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, here it comes. Uh, And then we get to see him in the armor. Yes. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is the most incredible thing ever. <laughs> my, my first thought when, when he fastens on the armor was uh, actually a flashback to uh, Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I think, no, uh, Force Awakens. Uh, when Han Solo gets back on the millennium Falcon and says, Chewie, we're home. Yes. And I was like, that's got to be, you know, what he felt like when he mm-hmm. finally gets that armor and puts it back on. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. Um, and so, yeah, Boba Fett being in there was, was definitely a, a, a high point. Uh, and, and even more so after everything is said and done, uh, he's going to hang out with, with Din Djarin. Uh, to help them rescue the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's not, he's not this horrible person. He's, 
He's got a code. Yes. And we, we never get to see that from, because, you know, in the movies, we got so little of them anyway. Um, but it was great. And then and then you get the uh, the scene where he shows them the chain code and shows them where he got his armor. And then, oh, man, that, that line, that line, your father was a foundling. I was like, oh, my gosh. I yeah, there was uh, there was so much, uh, and I'm trying to look where I had it written down. Um, uh, where'd it go? Come on. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's uh, the, the chain code, uh, what it actually says, and it reads vertically. It says, uh, Foundling took into the year Concord Dawn Mentor Foster, Father Fett, Boba Fett. Right. And this is something that uh, uh, that has been debated on uh, fairly regularly because we never really got too much um, information and kind of uh, misleading information depending on which uh, encyclopedia, uh, Star Wars encyclopedia that you read, whether or not the um, uh, Django and Boba were actually Mandalorian. Because some say that they were, some said that they weren't, some said that they were a foundling. Uh, but it's confirmed in this series yeah. that were Mandalorian, that Django fought in the, the Mandalorian civil war. Yeah. And, you know, so yeah, the, you know, that, that question has been answered, uh, which was a surprise for me uh, that yes, indeed. Uh, Django was a Mandalorian. Uh, and so, so is Boba. Uh, and that not only do they have a little bit of history, they have a rich history. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was really great to see that. And, uh, and that line that he delivers about, Django being a foundling, that was that mm -hmm. was amazing. Um, but uh, I just I really like the idea that they're going to kind of pair these guys up. Uh, so we may be seeing more Boba for the rest of the series. Yeah, um, and that uh, no objections there after uh, seeing uh, seeing yeah. him in action. Yeah, bring him on. Heck, absolutely. Um, but you know, not only do we do we get to see Boba again. Uh, but as you mentioned, we, we get to see uh, Finnick again, who is a character that we didn't get enough of uh, in the last season. Uh, we got to find out what happened to her, and uh, we get to see her in action a little bit more. Yeah, um, I would say that uh, for me, uh, this was possibly, and, and I say disappointment in the uh, loosest of ways that I could. I was glad to see her. I just really thought that when we saw Boba again, we were going to get more Cobb Vanth. And yeah. uh, they they were on the, the same planet together. So, I mean, uh, especially the way that uh, the fan base reacted when, when Cobb Vanth came out, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, oh man, there's somebody with him. Oh, it's got to be Cobb Vanth. And then it ends up being Fennec, which I, I was glad for. It's a great character. 
I just, it was totally unexpected and almost a little disappointing just because I had my own head cannon uh, that was getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love the explanation. Um, the, uh, oh, I'm trying, I, I had the words uh, at the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, I had it written down as well. Um, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, you know, where, uh, he, he talks about, uh, you know, her, uh, laying in the sands, uh, and, you know, that, uh, something, you know, fate had uh, intervened, uh, and the, the way that, uh, you know, kind of goes with the code that, uh, he saved her. Now she's helping him. Uh, you know, Din Djarin got his, uh, his armor, uh, and, you know, gave it back to him. And so now, you know, he's honor bound to help Din, uh, get the child back. So, yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty cool. That was great. Um, so it, it ends, of course, with uh, the dark troopers uh, taking taking Grogu, uh, and then we get to see Grogu uh, uh, play around with some stormtroopers, and that was amusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to see the dark saber again, and yes. uh, we see we see Moff Gideon. Uh, talking to the child as if he were a child. <laughs> and uh, so that was, that was, an, that was a, a fun little interaction. <laughs> um, so now we just got to, uh, you know, where, where, where are we going now? Um, what, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, a little bit of a disappointment. Was there, was there anything else? Uh, to you, that was disappointing about this episode. The absolute, complete, and utter destruction of the Razor Crest. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, as big of a, I mean, I'd say that right as of right now, if you were to take a poll, uh, say on uh, you know Star Wars Twitter, uh, which we frequent. Um, the Razor Crest is probably number two spacecraft behind, probably behind Millennium Falcon, uh, as yeah. far as popularity. Yeah. Um, the, you know, and to with one blast have it absolutely obliterated. Um, I, I thought that that was it was shocked. I was uh, yeah. Uh, the only way that I can kind of rationalize it is that. Uh, I, I, from the rise of Skywalker, when they have all the ships appear, uh, I gone, I've gone over that image so many times. It looks like that there is a razor crest there. So I'm hopeful that somehow he either gets another ship that's identical to it or they're close to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, wow. That was, that was a big shock. Yeah, I was uh, I was really surprised to see that. Um, the other only other thing I can think of that could be even construed as a disappointment is, is maybe the episode wasn't long enough. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I I would have maybe liked to have seen them explore 
the planet a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, you know, between Dave Filoni and John Favreau, and in this case, Robert uh, Rodriguez, mm. uh, they're doing what they did for a reason. Um, I think they're priming us for uh, the last two episodes being pretty epic uh, in the same vein that they did last season. Those last two episodes mm-hmm. were just uh, phenomenal. Um, right. So to see what are they going to do to top themselves in these last two episodes, and I've, I've just got goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, I mean, you know me, and I'm full of wild theories, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we know that in this next one, they have to be going after, um, uh, Bill Burr's character, uh, the sharp. Yes. Uh, Mayfield, um, which would be great to see him again. Cause I love that character. Uh, big fan of Bill Burr anyway. Uh, you know, uh, we're, we're from, uh, you know, the same area originally. So every time I hear him speak, it reminds me of home. You know, uh, he's got that uh, thick New England accent. Uh, but, uh, man, uh, to see Kara, you know, just kind of kicking back and, you know, it looks like that she's now gone straight since yeah. she had the, uh, she picked up the uh, medallion. Um, you know, uh, I think that we'll probably get, uh, you know, this would be a rescue mission. Uh, I think that uh, Kara will probably send word to Bo-Katan somehow because I think that that will be the very final piece is a large battle with Bo-Katan and Moff Gideon. I think Mando will give uh, Bo the spear so she could battle uh, Gideon uh, with the Darksaber. I uh, forgive me little baby Yoda and this one here, but I think he will be lost for this episode for this season coming up. Uh, I think that Gideon will uh, relinquish the dark saber, but take the child. And then that will bring on season three where they are trying to recover the child. So that does bring up, a question I have about uh, the final episode of this season. And would you care to speculate? Uh, so last season, last episode of the, of the season, we get the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Just this like, Oh my God moment in the last few seconds of that last episode. Uh, would you care to speculate what that, that OMG moment is going to be at the end of the season? I think we're going to get a Jedi, another Jedi. That's what I think too. Now, who is that going to be? I don't know. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to go there because there's so many different options. Uh, but 
if I were to have my uh, have my wish, um, I personally would love for it to be Mace Windu. I, I and uh, that was that's one of the top I think three that will that are in my headspace. Uh, I think that they could do a mace very well. Uh, I think if they wanted to, uh, they could tie in the. Um, Fallen uh, Order games yeah. and bring in Cal Kestis because the actor that was doing it uh, was on Gotham and he's no longer they're no longer doing Gotham so uh, I'm not sure what his workload is right now but if they wanted to they could tie that in my other one that I think that we could possibly get and this is just a rumor uh, is we could get a Luke Skywalker. So to me, Luke Skywalker would kind of be the one that would make the most sense. Um, and if the rumor mill is correct, I I've heard that. And of course this is just rumor that they are in talks with Sebastian Stan to yeah. to do that because they don't want to necessarily de-age Mark Hamill. Uh, one that would cost a lot of money yeah. Uh, yeah. to do that, but I think that uh, Sebastian Stan would do a great job as a Jedi. Uh, you know, even and, in short term. And really, they only need him for like three seconds. Yeah, they can have they can have a, a shot coming in from his back, and then they just kind of slowly turn to his face for just a second. Yeah, just enough to say, you know, say this is Luke Skywalker. Um, so that would be that would be a good way to do it. Um, if, like I said, Mace Window would Windu would be great, mm -hmm. uh, but if we can't get him, my second choice would actually be Cal Kestis. Mm. Um, but all that being said, Luke Skywalker would make the most sense. Um, but yeah, so, um, I don't know. I'm excited for it. Uh, I, I was very, very, um, I, w I wasn't sure what we were going to get. Like I said, uh, a lot of the things that, uh, that happened, I thought would happen, uh, either in this episode coming up or the last one. Uh, so now I'm just basically grasping at straws. Uh, you know, and my uh, overactive Star Wars imagination is in full force, which is never a bad thing. Um, no. and, you know. So, any any final thoughts on the episode, or uh, have we said it all? Um, I think we've said it all, and then some about this episode. I'm just I'm ready for Friday, so we can yeah. see what uh, what else they have in their bag of tricks. Definitely looking forward to the next one. All right, so um, we are now ready for our last uh, musical uh, interlude. So we're going to 
play some more music. Um, this is from a band um, called The Drowns. And this is from an album they released back in January called Under Tension. Uh, and this is actually the leadoff track of the album. It is called Black Lung. That was the Seattle-based The Drowns with Black Lung. 
And we are now ready to do our top five list of the week. I don't know. Are and you? I'm ready. This one was tough for me. Yeah, for, yeah, it was, it was pretty tough. Uh, so this week we are doing the top five Imperial ground vehicles. So um, vehicles in Star Wars that are specifically uh, Imperial uh, and are uh, operate terrestrial, uh, you know, on a terrestrial basis. Uh, so before we get into our list, we did have a couple of responses or a few responses uh, from you, our fans, um, on Facebook, uh, Lyle said his favorite was the ATMP. Um, so, uh, I, I'm not really sure which one that was, to be honest. Um, uh, that was the, um, Oh, that was the little, like the little tank uh, walker missile thing. Um, it's. Uh, uh, I was thinking it was the one that was in uh, Phantom Menace that did the battle droids. Let's see, uh, multi troop transport. No, I don't. I don't think that's it. Hang on. Uh, let's see if we can. Uh, we can figure out what. He is talking about, um, oh, okay. Okay. Um, here we go. Here's a picture of it for you. Huh? Looks like something out of RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, okay. So that was, uh, Lyle. Um, Chris, also from Facebook, actually gave us a list. Uh, his number five is the ATST. His number four is the Juggernaut. Um, number three is the ATAT. Mm -hmm. uh, number two is the Tie Crawler. Man, that should have been on my list. Mm -hmm. And it was. Uh, and his number one was the Humble Dewback. I didn't even thought to put that one on my list. Me either. Yeah, uh, me either. And then over at uh, on Twitter, uh, our friends from WSTR Media uh, said their favorite is the ATAT. Uh, and then also from Twitter, uh, one of our followers, Cami Soul, uh, said their favorite was the speeder bike. So. Uh, yeah. So good, good, uh, good list from you folks. And always love hearing from, uh, from you and, uh, getting feedback on our, our top five list. Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's go ahead and start off with our top fives. Go ahead and, uh, start us off. All right. Uh, mine is the, uh, armored assault tank. Uh, we see that in, uh, Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it is just a uh, a short, stocky, uh, you know, uh, little 
like hovercraft. It's uh, it's powered by four battle droids, uh, and uh, it's a commander, a pilot, and two gunners. Uh, has a it's the one that has the big turret on top uh, with a heavy laser cannon that just wreaked havoc on the Gungans. Uh, that uh, that's one of my favorite ones that uh, that we have. That's my number five armored assault tank AAT. Okay, um, so mine. Um, trying to uh, trying to get some pictures up here to make this easier. And uh, definitely uh, should think about doing this in the future for both of our lists. Uh, my number five is the A9 Turbo Tank. Uh, and that is, uh, let's see which one. This one right here. Mm. Big monstrosity uh, that I believe the only place I remember seeing it uh, was uh, I think in Rogue One. Maybe it was Rogue One. Uh, honestly, I don't remember where I saw it, but I had to I had to look it up when we were when I was doing this list because I'm I'm like okay I know it was a tank but but what was the name of it <laughs> uh, and um, let's see I'm trying to let me do some research here real quick yeah it was in the uh, it was it was actually in the Rogue One uh, graphic novel. Mm. Uh, so yeah that was my uh, that was my number. Five. All right. Uh, so for my number four, uh, I went with something a little similar to yours. Uh, your number five there uh, is the uh, clone turbo tank, otherwise known as the juggernaut. Uh, so this, uh, it was a massive tank. It could carry up to uh, 300 clone troopers into battle. Uh, it was actually uh, extremely fast for a tank went uh, about 99 miles an hour. Uh, it had uh, superconductive armor. Uh, it uh, was operated by a crew of 12. Uh, and for its weaponry, it had a heavy laser turret, uh, a repeating laser turret, and two anti-personnel uh, laser cannons and two projectile launchers as well. Um, we've seen it here and there in uh, different things. I believe it was originally in uh, Empire. Uh, but, uh, most recently, uh, it was in rogue one. Uh, it was, uh, the prisoner transport that was carrying Jen. That's right. That's right. And I've got a, I've got a picture up here for you folks. If you don't, uh, remember what it looks like. That's a good look. That's a good looking tank. And it was fast. Yeah, that was, it was pretty cool. Uh, my number four was uh, the the designation was TX224 um, and it was nicknamed the Occupier. 
Uh, it was a, another one of those huge tanks. Uh, just, I just love the, wow. uh, the color of it and uh, the the potential of destruction that this thing uh, could could cause. Looks like uh, something out of Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's you know some of these vehicles in the in the Empire are just you know they're they're just amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so my number three uh, is the All Terrain Scout Transport, the ATST, <laughs> um, otherwise known as the Chicken Walker. Uh, we see it uh, in uh, Rogue One. Um, there's a uh, modified version of it in The Mandalorian. Uh, mm -hmm. but, uh, mainly we see it, uh, there on, uh, Endor, uh, and part of the, uh, you know, the Ewoks, it's the one that, uh, Chewbacca and the Ewoks, uh, end up taking the jungle vine and landing on top of it. There we are. Yep. So yeah, uh, that one, uh, was, uh, that, that's my number three. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, in fact, oh, nope, I don't have that one. It was another one that I have. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's uh, it's pretty cool. Um, well, strangely enough, that was my number three as well. Uh, <laughs> I bet, I I bet our last ones are uh, probably identical. Pro possibly. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, the Scout Transport, I, I – I loved it from uh, from the first time I saw it in Empire. Uh, you know, you have these these huge monstrosity uh, armored walkers, uh, and then in the distance you see this little two legged thing <laughs> scooting along the <laughs> the uh, uh, planet, and I thought it was great. And then Return of the Jedi, of course, we got to see uh, got to see them in all their glory. Um, and then, and then, of course, in the Mandalorian, yeah, these were this was a really, really fun, uh, fun uh, transport. I loved mm -hmm. it. So, so number two, yes, that brings us to number two. Uh, my number two is the All Terrain Armored Transport (ATAT). Okay. Uh, now, this behemoth uh, we've seen in uh, so many. Uh, different movies, whether it's uh, in Empire uh, or Return of the Jedi. Um, uh, That's the one that brings uh, Luke and Darth Vader to the shuttle uh, on the forest moon. Uh, there's one in, uh, you see one in Rogue One. Uh, there's one uh, that you see in The Force Awakens that has been downed, uh, that Rey is living in. Um of course, the uh, the Battlefront Two game it's uh, it's in there as well. Um, Last Jedi has one, and uh, even the Mandalorian has a modified ATAT uh, that uh, was uh, the top was taken off and a crane was put onto it. Uh, so that was uh, so that's my number two. Um, yeah, that that was not my number two. Oh wow. Uh, my number two actually 
was the 74Z speeder bike. Uh, I, I designate a specific type uh, because this is the one that I like. Uh, this is the one that you see in Return of the Jedi uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's, and we got to see it, you know, also in the Mandalorian uh, just a couple of episodes ago, actually uh, mm -hmm. in the, uh, when they're on uh, Navarro and uh, these speeder bikes are chasing uh, the crew. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was my number two. Wow. Yeah. That's um, yeah. Uh, well, you took my number one. <laughs> I kind of uh, figured that was going to happen. <laughs> And I did. I didn't designate uh, a particular series uh, of it. Uh, there are so many, uh, so many different types. Um, the seventy-four Z, which was uh, you know in the original trilogy, uh, we have a very similar-looking one uh, that you see in uh, Phantom Menace that uh, Darth Maul is using. Uh, we've seen it in the Mandalorian. Um, it, it, when I first saw it in Return of the Jedi, I just thought that would be uh, the coolest thing to be able to ride. Uh, yeah. And it's probably what started me on my motorcycle fascination as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I just, uh, I mean, I loved, I love seeing it. Uh, the way, just be able to zip through the trees like they did in Endor. It would just be, absolutely amazing yeah uh so that brings us to my number one uh and it doesn't really come as too much as a as of a surprise that uh our our final three were the same just in different orders mm. my my number one is the at, -AT. uh there's just this monster uh how, how could you not love that thing? <laughs> it's just so amazing. Um, uh, yeah. Just don't get, just don't uh, keep it away from snow speeders and you'll be all right. Yeah, you're right. As long as you're not, you know, as long as you don't have like Luke Skywalker and, and rogue squadron around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the ATST is uh, definitely a, uh, an amazing Imperial vehicle. Mm -hmm. um, so that is it for our uh, top five list of the week. Um, we will, of course, be back with another one next week, and uh, hopefully we will uh, come up with a good one that people will be interested in. Mm -hmm. um, so that is uh, that's just about it for, uh, for us today. This is our, uh, our first time trying the video route. Uh, thought it went okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a couple of things uh, here and there, but uh, you know, uh, when you first try things uh, out, you're always going to run into a little bit of uh, technical uh, difficulties. But sure. uh, you know, hey, we learn, we grow, uh, and uh, you know, I, I think that uh, it was a great time doing it this way. And uh, and hopefully next time around we can do it live and have. 
some folks on the chat with us. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be fun. And, uh, but, uh, closing things out, did you have any, uh, any podcast shout outs? Um, uh, I do have one, uh, this last week, uh, WSTR, uh, which is uh, one of our fellow Red 5 podcasts, uh, just celebrated their 200th episode. So just wanted to say again, congratulations to them. Uh, it's a big milestone. Uh, it's a great podcast. If you guys out there that are listening and haven't checked out WSTR, then please do so. Uh, you uh, you won't be disappointed in the quality and the content that you get out of a Star Wars podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, a couple that I've got shout outs for uh, some new episodes that I just recently listened to. Uh, a shout out to the girls over at uh, Force of Light Entertainment. Mm. Uh, their most recent episode was a uh, a chapter fourteen recap. Uh, as we just finished. Uh, and then another chapter 14 recap was done by our friends over at Scarif Scuttlebutt. Mm-hmm. Uh, another red five um, family member. So yeah, there's a lot of good podcasts out there. If you check out uh, red five.com, you should see a lot of really good uh, star Wars and, and non star Wars podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcasts out there and uh they're all good and uh they're all worth listening to uh but that is um that is it for for us today we are done we've got uh, episode 28 in the books here um and we are looking forward to doing this again next week absolutely all right bye folks have a good one